Hello and welcome to BL Podcasts. I'm Minakshi Varma Ambuani. The Indian box office clocked gross collections of rupees 4868 crore in the January June period according to the latest report released by Ormex Media. This was 15% lower than the same period last year. After all, besides Bhutan, the industry has not delivered too many big blockbusters in this period. In fact, in June, it was Hollywood films Oppenheimer and Barbie that came to the rescue of multiplex chains. Will 2023 end on a high for the industry? And what ails the Indian film industry, especially Bollywood? In this podcast, Shailesh Kapoor, founder CEO of Ormex Media, joins us to talk more about the state of the Indian film industry. So Ormex Media came out with a very interesting report recently looking at the box office collections you know in the first half of the year and uh, the report states that it was somewhere a little less than rupees 5000 crore in terms of uh, gross box office collections so mr kapoor how does the second half looks like uh, do you think it's going to be better and do you think in 2023 we will actually be able to cross uh, the kind of figure we have seen in 2022 in terms of gross box of office collections yes i think box office does depend on the lineup of films and uh, last year also we saw that two big films came early in the year which were kgf and rrr and uh, this year while pathan has been there there's been no other really big film of that level uh, in the first half adipurush was there but then it didn't sustain beyond the opening weekend so in that sense because jawan salad uh, tiger three and some other films are there and hollywood has this year uh, recovered quite well and doing uh, decent numbers compared to last two three years because in the pandemic hollywood releases were impacted internationally too i think the second half looks promising it obviously depends on how those particular films particularly jawan and salad end up doing uh, but if they turn out to be decent films which have a good run of 3 to 4 weeks which is what one would expect films like this to have then we should be looking at uh, the year ending above 10000 crore i think which is a conceptual target because only twice it has happened before in 2019 and last year in 2022 yeah so and after that i think whether it can cross 11000 crore which which never happened till date is something which one of these films will have to do really well so it it does come down to the bigger films and how they perform obviously there is some kind of a challenge that hindi movie industry is facing and the covid impact is i think pretty much we are moving on from that so we can't really attribute the challenges to just the covid impact anymore so sir what do you think is ailing the hindi movie industry right now what are the challenges that has led to some kind of you know issues in terms of uh, many of the movies not really working at the box office Yes, I think what has happened is that certain type of films, like if you say a Pathan in particular, or even last year or a year before that, we have had a film like Surya Vanshi. So there's certain or Bulbulaya too. Certain kind of films have gone on to do quite well at the same Rishyam too. But these are either franchise films like Rishyam too, Bulbulaya too, or they are really the kind of cinema that is best enjoyed on the big screen like Pathan, or one would expect that with Jawan as well. Uh, the, what is struggling is the in between cinema which has either rom coms or the 
more realistic uh, social kind of movies which people are happy watching on OTT and they may not think that it's the kind of content they want to go to the theater for. In Hindi cinema, a lot of these films were being made earlier till 2019 in the five, six years leading up to the pandemic and they were doing quite well. So a lot of those scripts were already, you know, in pre-production and production when COVID happened. So some of the stuff that has come out in the last one year especially in 2022 is actually our movies which were greenlit or commissioned before covid so in a way uh, the change in audience taste and audience preference towards watching more larger than life and big screen and franchise cinema after the pandemic is something which will reflect in the new scripts and the new stories that are coming out and i think 2024 probably will uh, in that sense be closer to that so therefore, I think a lot of struggle is to do with the kind of films that are coming out and their relevance from a theatrical perspective post-pandemic. A lot of these films will end up doing well on OTT and have done well on OTT, uh, even though they have not done well in theatres. But I think uh, even in the languages in South, Telugu, I mean, there are a lot of movies which are not working and the bigger ones are working. So because it's not a national market, the smaller movies which or the, some of the movies, middle of the road movies, we don't do well and not spoken of that much. Um, it's a trend across languages, I would say, that the bigger films are getting bigger and the smaller films are struggling even more. So I think it's a case of waiting for another year and hopefully the kind of cinema we see next year would be closer to what the audience wants and we may have more successes than just one in three months or one in four months. But sir, do you think, is it just a content problem or do you think there are other inflationary factors too? People keep comparing, you know, oh, this much F&B is costing us. Uh, you know, when we go out with a family of four, the ticket prices are really high. We have to pay uh, so much for the popcorn. And in fact, recently we saw a tweet go viral, uh, you know, about this. Um, and PVR actually reacting with some offers. So are there other factors such as inflation also playing into this whole issue? Actually, not because see, uh, my view on this, and we have written extensively on this and uh, put out reports on this on our website is, is that except for South India, where there is a fairly strong single screen market, because in Tamil and Telugu market, there are lots of single screens in small towns. In the Hindi market, it is essentially a multiplex market, and it is, it is a market where if the audience want to go for a film, they will not mind paying a certain ticket price for that experience. But the if they don't want to go for a film, even at 80 rupees, 75 rupees, it will not be exciting enough for them to decide to watch a particular film. So for a film like Oppenheimer, the people would be willing to pay 300, 400, 500, even more for a ticket because they, they want to watch Christopher Nolan's cinema. Uh, similarly, for a film like Pathan or a Jawan or a KVF, they would be willing to pay that premium uh, whether it's on the ticket or it's in the FNB, but when it comes to a film that they're not interested in, uh, even a discount may work to some extent, but it will not really change the fate of the film. So like Zara Atke, Zara Bachke, uh, when it did well, it has done fairly well at 80, 85 crore for a film which is not that big. A lot of people initially put it to the fact that they had this one plus one offer and maybe that is why the film did well. But, uh, you know, no film can sustain on a one plus one offer beyond maybe two, three days. So for a film to have a life of four weeks, the content needs to be liked by the audience. I think it's a, uh, the Hindi market is a premium market. Audiences are, who are going to theatres are 
have the money it's just that they don't want to spend it on every other film if this was the case that uh, ticket prices were an issue or uh, fnb was an issue then people would not even go for a pathan or a kgf because those films the ticket prices are even higher so it it plays a role but the bigger role is of the kind of cinema that people are choosing to see rather than the price at which it is available sure so very interesting perspective given that has been a big debate uh, ormax media has been pioneers in the content testing services you guys have been doing this for bollywood and uh, for other kind of content so in recent times are you seeing a sort of surge in lot more producers or directors coming to you asking you to you know kind of test the content before it is commercially released how are you seeing that uh, aspect growing for ormax Yeah I think it's uh, fair to say that uh, it was already growing uh, before the pandemic also because a lot of corporates especially those which are multinationals have been testing content internationally in say in the US or other markets because it's a part of their regular process so for a company which is uh, global uh, content testing is almost a given because they would not uh, it would be seen as a necessary step in the life cycle of a film or a a web series or a tv show or whatever i think uh, a lot of indian companies i would say were skeptical about it many years ago over time some of them have started working with us more regularly some of them still use it once in a while but after the pandemic i think we can sense that people want to be more sure of what they're making because uh, that uh, confidence is not there that the audience is well defined and everybody understands what the audience is saying so we have been testing uh, i would say a lot more in the last one or two years than we were testing before the pandemic but i i, I would say that it has been an ongoing process over the last uh, 15 years to convert people from being uh, from questioning how how can you even test content to being you know advocates of that and in a way you know recommending their friends in the industry that you know you also must test your film or test your show because i really benefited from it so it's been an ongoing process but yes there has been a sense of acceleration in that in the last year or two so are you also seeing some ott content uh, also is that kind of content also is getting tested by ormax yes we are testing a lot of ott content in fact i would say right now the amount of ott content content we are testing and the amount of theatrical content we are testing is almost equal ott content is normally tested by both sometimes the producer tests the show because the producer wants to test it so that they can make changes in the content before they pitch it to an ott platform so somebody wants to pitch a show to a netflix or an amazon or hotstar or any of the other platforms sony live z5 uh they would test it with us we will recommend some feedback and some changes and based on that they may make the changes and then pitch the lot of this could happen at a script or a pilot level large part of our testing then happens directly with platforms where a platform would say i'm releasing this show in the next 3 to 6 months i want to test it to understand if it is working are people going to like this otherwise they can make changes in the edit because you know in a web series you can change the ed- editing a lot to make the show more consumer friendly and also they use the testing to decide the marketing of the show how much money to put in the show how to position the show what kind of trailer to cut what kind of posters to have so our test actually gives a lot of inputs in both the content and the marketing side and i think platforms are and the good thing with ott is that uh, shows are ready 
much in advance. So something that we're testing, say, in July right now would probably be scheduled to come out in November or December this year. So it gives them enough time to make changes and use the test results to their maximum potential. Because in theatrical, sometimes the other time we're testing, the film is just two months away from release. So there's not that much time to reshoot anything or re-edit anything. But in OTT, I think uh, there's platforms are a little more organized and they are being able to give it more time and uh, take the feedback on board with greater commitment. Fascinating. So I also wanted to get your take on, you know, the way Barbie has been marketed. It's been a sort of a huge marketing uh, machinery behind it. Do you think there's a kind of a test case here for others to learn from it? Because uh, I know like Pathan was very subtly marketed and, you know, for instance, Shah Rukh Khan, uh, you know, tended to engage more with his fan clubs and some of that uh, kind of played out. But broadly, the way Barbie has been marketed across the globe, is there some kind of a learning here for others? Yes, I think uh, one thing which we are seeing internationally, and I think now in India also, especially post the pandemic, is that the best marketing that is working for films is when you are being able to create a natural audience pull. Because if you keep pushing the marketing in their face and taking holdings and ads, but they do not have con- audiences, do not create organic conversations on social media around the content, and they do not indulge in the conversation on their own. You know, you can't buy a lot of marketing and create buzz uh, because it will not be organic and eventually it will not result in footfalls. So, something like Patan, which where Vyrath is trying to create the spy universe. So, what is happening is they're not looking at Patan as just a film in isolation, they're also looking at Patan being a part of a larger universe which has Tiger 3, which has War 2, may have other films in the future. So they are really marketing a bigger idea than just a single film. Similarly, with Barbie, you know, you are obviously relying on the equity of a brand which is created over many years. It's, it's uh, more than 60 years old now as a brand. Uh, so while it is the first cinematic adaptation of that brand, the brand's equity does uh, create uh, audience pull. So uh, I think whenever there is a movie which is coming out, which doesn't have these kind of things, it doesn't have a universe or a franchise or a brand that comes with it pre-created, then obviously one has to find more innovative ways of marketing. But I think generally the trend would be that more and more brands and franchises will come into play and uh, filmmakers and studios will like to create more universe like what it is trying to do the scope universe and you know that kind of stuff so we i think that's the way for the future when you create a world which is not just one film but leading to many other films or products or brands or tv shows or ott shows and it becomes a whole universe in itself and that becomes very interesting and easier to market also and uh, before we leave you, we have to ask you, what was one of the, you know, movies that you really liked, which you've seen recently, you know, and have you been able to check out Barbie or Oppenheimer uh, at all? Uh, because there's been just so much buzz around that. We are actually in our 15th anniversary week. So we are a little bit in celebratory mood. So I've been a little caught up in that. So, but, sure. uh, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I've been... Uh, Tracking the category more from the outside, and I feel uh, right now what Hollywood is managing in India is quite unique because earlier there was a sense that only action films and franchise films will work in India. So films from Marvel and Mission Impossible, these kind of films, one Fast and Furious franchise, 
and there is pretty much uh, where you know the box office would be. But with both Oppenheimer and Barbie, especially Oppenheimer, the way it is opened in India, opening higher than Fast and Furious and higher than Mission Impossible, which came earlier this year, it is purely on the strength of the equity of the director. It is a first time in India, even Avatar. While it opened very well, it was the franchise which spoke. It was not so much just James Cameron's equity. It was the fact that Avatar was a franchise and the first film had done well on TV as well. And, you know, audiences wanted to watch that 3D experience. And, and Oppenheimer is not even like uh, a big screen film. Technically, if you see from the point of view of having action or VFX or whatever, I mean, of that nature. Uh, or it, it is not released in Tamil Telugu, it has got a very basic release in Hindi, it is largely done well on, on the strength of the English version, uh, purely because there is a fan base of Christopher Nolan which is built in this country over the last 3-4 years and which has now reached a point when it is big enough to give a film an opening that it has got. I think this is unprecedented from the point of view that you could actually have Hollywood films doing well in India, not because they have action but because they are actually the makers have their own fan base. So this means that Hollywood is making inroads beyond just... Because it always felt that Hollywood is doing well in India because they have budgets and they have VFX and they have a certain kind of action that our budgets can't match. But with Oppenheimer, we are seeing that it, there are other reasons as well. People are now following directors and their work. And that is a very uh, uh, interesting new development. And I think, uh, and same with Barbie. Barbie has done fairly well in India, continuing to do okay. So not as well as the rest, maybe, but uh, then still, uh, compared to what one would expect a similar film to do, uh, it's done much better. So one can sense that more movies from Hollywood will start doing well in India across genres, not just the action, science fiction films. And that does augur well for Hollywood and how it can grow in India in the next five years, I would say. Thank you so much, sir, for your time and for these insights. Uh, Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you.